Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor of the train, Anthony Smith. That's right. This train is building up ahead of steam each and every day that we are on. So what I want you to do is grab your ticket, get on board, enjoy the ride. This train is going to take you on a journey, turn some corners, and maybe pick up a few passengers along the way. So what do we have on tap for today's episode? Even I don't know that. So the best way to find out is tune in and enjoy the ride of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. And we're about ready to get this train on the track. So stay tuned. It's the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. You're on board the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your conductor, Anthony Smith. Enjoy the ride. Welcome aboard. It is the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. One of the best podcasts in at least the city of Wichita. Picking up passengers along the way. And today I have a young man. This has been a long time in the works. I have a young man that's on the phone. He's done some internship at a station I also used to work at, AGSO. He's got to meet people. I thought I was doing some when I met Lou Holtz. This guy got to meet even more people than that. Uh, he is my good friend. My little brother in the radio industry, Jordan Manning. Jordan, welcome aboard the A-Train. This has been a long time in the works. How you doing? Man, I'm glad to have you on, man. You've been a busy man. You've been going to graduations. You've been doing this. You've been doing that. You, you've been involved in a whole lot of stuff, especially on the sports scene. You know a lot of people. You was around. Let's just go back. And it's probably not even far enough back, but you was around when the Greg Marshall situation broke. So tell me about your sports journey. What led you into wanting to get in the radio? Even had, I'm going to say this, even had the audacity to ask me about podcasting when I'm pretty sure you know more about it than I even do. So, <laughs> right. So, Thank you. 
Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So your your time at KGSO, you got to meet some people. Who are some of the people you had had the opportunity to meet that influenced you in the radio broadcast business? Those are the 
Absolutely. So did you get the opportunity to meet Scott Steiner? Or was he, did you get the opportunity to meet Scott? Or was he already gone before you got there? Yeah. Right. See, I remember Sam Speck and uh matter of fact, Scott, he might have been out there if I'm correct, because if you say it was prior to the pandemic, he was on the morning show with Doug. Yeah. Scott right, he I'm one one of the uh outstanding guys in radio. Too bad he's not still with them. I mean, of course things happen, you know, he he, he speaks his mind and you know some people it ruffles some people's feather, but you know Scott is still a man that will speak his mind, and you know you, you need people in radio like that that will speak their mind and interventions and stand on it, even if it may cost you. And you know I just wish that they could mend those ties because Scott is a voice that is very well missed on the radio. But outside of meeting people at KGSO, you also told me you had an opportunity to meet other people, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a name drop because I had him as an interview, and I'm gonna have to get him back again. Mike Kennedy. Your thoughts on Mike Kennedy? Yeah, I met Dave too. Okay. Awesome! 
you know, speaking of Greg Marshall, here was my one moment with Greg Marshall. It was when he was having a black and gold scrimmage. Garrett Stutz was still playing, okay? So you know you know that's been a while back. So I'm down there, I don't know how I got down there on front row, but now I done put my coaching hat on. Now I'm trying to coach Garrett Stutz. I'm like, Garrett, you gotta be aggressive. Put your put your butt into it. Box out. And I guess Greg heard all this. He looked over at me and gave me the pointed finger and thumbs up, like, that's right. So you know. <laughs> so you know, when you when you get a coach to interact with you because you didn't say something and I guess him did it, it caught his ear. He was like, You told him right. Thank you. So that was my whole deal with Greg Marshall. So Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, that was one of the things that even Fred Van Vliet said last year when he came back, and we'll talk about that on the other side of the break here. But he said that you can't mention Wichita State without mentioning Greg Marshall's name and, you know, how he put them on the map. But he also said that you know, from a facility standpoint, and we'll talk about this on the other side of the break, he said they need to, uh, you know, upgrade some of their facilities because now if you look at it, they've lost Terry Rosenboom, one of the best strength and conditioning coaches, and one of the reasons he's not there is because he said the facilities that they have has not been upgraded in years. Of course, there have been some that said Fred needs to step up his game. But on the other side of the break, we are going to talk about that and then some more. So what I want you to do is stay tuned. It is the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with my special guest, Jordan Manning. So A-Train Sports Talk podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. (laughs) 
It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Want to let you know that this podcast is listener-supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com to get your ad or sponsorship ran on this podcast. Once again, a train sports talk podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. You're listening to the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. say this to all my guests you have to be either crazy afraid up to entrust your life with me behind the wheel of a locomotive going down the track we don't know where this journey is going to take but that being said welcome back to the next segment and my special guest jordan manning <laughs> oh no that was the wrong response we're going to try that again welcome back for my next segment on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, my special guest, Jordan Manning. There we go. So, Jordan, we was talking off-air. Man, they're going crazy over you, man. I I don't even get that kind of response. I'm getting kind of jealous. They they, they don't respond like that for me. (laughs) And that ain't funny either. Y'all up there laughing. Okay. See how y'all gonna do? Okay. Anyway, we, we was talking during the break. You know, some of the things that have transpired. Uh, you know, TBT is coming up. Uh, you know, the fact that when Fred was here last year to enjoy the TBT, you know, he mentioned you know facility upgrades. And one of the things that happened is is the unthinkable. Who would have thought that Kerry Rosenboom would leave the Wichita State program? That right, that was a bombshell. And, and you know it 
you know, when you think about the timing of when he left and how everything came out about Darren Boatwright and how during the pandemic when, you know, athletic budgets were strained, you know, quietly he signed an extension, a 37.5% raise, and then once that hand was forced, I mean, now you, I mean, it's like of all the things Darren Boatwright did right, it only took one thing wrong for his kingdom to come crumbling down. But in the midst of it, we lose a Kerry Rosenbaum. And he was yeah. right. And he was basically responsible strength and conditioning coach for the basketball team. And you've seen differences. We can go back some years. A guy out of New York came here. I don't know if you remember his name, but Claudius Johnson. He came in when about a buck seventy-five his freshman year. Six seven. <laughs> but being post. Of course, you see with Jamie Arnold as well, too. By their between their freshman and their sophomore year, these guys are built like tanks. All because of Kerry Rosenbaum. You know, you know, one thing I can't say, Absolutely. So you've had a chance to be on this. Whoa. Feedback going on there. Anyway, you've had the chance to be in the Wichita State program. You've seen some of their facilities. What are some of the upgrades? Because we talked about Fred saying that there need to be some upgrades. They need to put some more money into their program. Of course, there is like a general consensus of people that say, well, for Fred to speak on it, he also need to put some of his money up. That may be right, but at the same token, there, you know, WSU itself, since basketball is their money maker, they need to funnel that money back into the program. So, what are some of the upgrades you see that need to be made around there? Absolutely. I think one of the another one of the red flags, and we're probably kind of shifting around here, you know, we just seen another mass flare exodus. And if you caught social media, there was one fan in particular that went on a tirade talking about how the team was no good. They need to go back 
basically he was saying they need to go go back where they came from because they couldn't play and dexter took the brunt of it and dexter responded but he responded you know in dexter like fashion without being belligerent but then when you see how everything panned out the darren boatwright situation dragging his feet on the nil then with the Kerry Rosenblum situation, you tie all this in together as to why things happen the way they happen. And what does, where does that leave now Isaac Brown? Because now you got a new athletic director eventually coming in that might not necessarily be the athletic director's man of choice. Okay. Right. 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 And, you know, a lot now is being made because of what 
what Wichita State has recruited now, and a lot of this is, all right, we got seven guards on the team and not enough bigs. But that's the trend nowadays when you look at the landscape of basketball and how it has changed. Gone are the days of the dominant big man. You may have one that slipped through the crack, which we have a seven-footer on the team. Maybe a little bit on the raw side, but we have a seven-footer. Kenny Polto at the best is going to be a stretch guy because he loves the outside shot. We picked up we picked up a six eight kid out of Alabama. So basically, you got two kids that we got from Power Five conference type schools. So I think we'll be in good hands. But the game now is being dominated by guard play or what I would call those hybrid guys that can play the two, three, or four position. And that's what that's what we have to deal with. We have to deal with the landscape and the changing of times of how basketball is played. So that being said, what type of year can we expect from an Isaac Brown coach team? Because at best, it's almost like he's in an audition period once again. Yes. Right. Absolutely. That's that's right. And, and that's my general consensus. I'm looking for twenty plus win season. 
Isaac Brown should be able to survive this season. Uh, matter of fact, I believe that with the makeup of this team, we'll be able to forget the fact that we're coming off of a 15 to 13 season. But even with that being said, Isaac Brown was able to do something in his first two seasons that Greg Marshall wasn't able to do, and that was pull off two above 500 seasons in his first two years. So, And on top of that, won the AAC regular season championship. So he's done something that even Greg Marshall couldn't do during his time in the American Athletic Conference as a whole. So, you know, he still has that on his resume. So can't, you can't knock him and, you know, I just think that last season was an aberration. That, that's a pretty big word to say, an aberration. Uh, from the previous season when everybody had to adjust their schedule, games postponed, pandemic. So it, I think it just happened to catch up with us. Uh, good thing we got Craig quarterback, but I can't, I can't help but to think what the team would really be like if we could have got Ricky Council back. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and keep keep this in mind that one of the things that Craig Porter is going to have to really do, and we know that he's a senior, but here's the one thing that Isaac Brown did. Get those younger players, which Craig was part of that group, was the young players had to see Isaac Brown being able to coach up Dexter Dennis and Tyson at the end. And when they seen that, then they're like, okay, we, we know we're in the right place. So Craig Porter is still going to have to want to be coached because that's the example he's going to have to lead for these new crop of players that are coming in. One of the other things we talked about is TBT. Yep. And the birth of the TBT, let's just say it, was – I believe the idea of Karan Bradley. I had a chance to talk to him 
And, you know, they had TBT one year. The next year, they condensed it down because of the pandemic. But he told me that he was asked not to come back due to the fact that he took a financial gain. But yet, he also brought them in extra financial gain. Now we fast forward. You bring in Ron Baker as your general manager. So if Ron Baker is going to be your general manager, that means he's getting a what? Financial gain from that. Now, Ron Baker is moving into a different field. I guess he has a job now where he's going into a different field. I don't know what that field was, but that means somebody else is in charge, which means they're basically going to get a financial gain. So what do you think the whole situation is behind the Karan Bradley situation? Because technically, I would love to see him back with TBT, and I hope that what has transpired doesn't leave a bad taste in his mouth because he seems like an upright guy. And he is one of those ones, he's probably not going to say anything bad about Wichita State and the experience, but you just hate to see something like that, especially from a guy who played with Wichita State. I believe he had a passion about Wichita State, but then you have something like this come up. And what's your whole take on the situation? Have you got any insight on what happened? Right. And I, and I think this sick, right. Those, you, right, and 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 to tell you the truth, the the year that Terry Murray was supposed to play was the year they decided not to play because of 
the fact that it was going to be in the bubble and it was going to be playing with less teams. And for some reason, Wichita State even said, look, here's what we can do. We can socially distance and we can have at least 5,000 people in the stands, but they decided they wanted to have it at another remote location, which I think was, in my opinion, that was a mistake on TBT because at the end of the day, it's still about getting some kind of revenue. And when you're playing in an arena where there's no fans, that means there is no gate revenue coming through. If we could have accommodated with 5,000 people in the stands, at least you're getting some revenue. And that's the same year to Ray Murray, Garrett Stutz, and then they were supposed to be playing. So, you know, and then that's when I find out the following year when everybody's playing, there was not going to be, you know, Trey Murray. There wasn't going to be, you know, Karan Bradley. And I was like, ooh, that can't yeah. be good. So, but, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to him, you know, regardless of whether he's there or not. I'm still looking forward to the TBT and looking forward to the atmosphere that it brings. Well, hey, man, you know what? We've spent almost 25 minutes on this segment. And we're going to go ahead and bring this train into the station. But once again, my special guest, Jordan Manning, and this is the first time, but it definitely won't be the last time. Give it up for Jordan Manning. And like I said, we will get back on this train once again, and I'm pretty sure the people will be glad to have you back. So do y'all want to see Jordan Manning come back again? They just, they just like you, don't they? I wish I could get that kind of response from them, but hey, I guess they, they have to deal with me. So until the next time, of course, I do have a couple of more segments I have to run, uh, some sports updates. But until the next time, always remember to grab your tickets, get on board, and enjoy the A-Train Sports Talk podcast because we never know where this train is going to take us. So, Jordan. Once again, thanks for being on the show, and we will get you back on here once again. A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith, wanting to let you know that this podcast is listener-supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com to get your ad or sponsorship ran on this podcast. Once again, a train sports talk podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo!
podcast. He is your host and conductor of the train, Anthony Smith. Once again, special shout out to my guest. That was on for the first two segments, Jordan Manning. Like I said, he killed their interview. And yes, we will most definitely get him back on again. Anyway, we're back for our next segment. And like I always say, in order to know, in order to know where this train is going to take you, you have to get on and enjoy the ride and enjoy the journey. So, with that being said, we are back for another segment here. And a lot has been going on during the offseason, especially at Grambling University. And just to get into this story, you know, they hired them a volleyball coach. And basically, she came in and pretty much cleaned house and wanted to bring her own players in. So now, in light of all that, Grambling announces independent review of volleyball program after players cut and scrutiny. Grambling State has announced it will be conducting an independent review of its volleyball program. The review comes following the backlash the school received after new coach Chelsea Lucas cut all scholarship players from the team. The investigation will be conducted will be conducted The investigation will be conducted by the Law Office of Lewis Brisboas Bisgard and Smith LLP, a firm known for its work with corporate and institutional clients. The review will be led by counsel who are experienced in legal matters involving collegiate athletics and NCAA compliance, Grambling wrote on Twitter. The school added all of the findings will be presented to school president Rick Gallat and will be shared publicly. Lucas, who was hired in February to replace Demetria Keyes Johnson, came to the Tigers after spending three seasons at Arkansas Pine Bluff. Players told the news star last month she spent very little time with her players. and ultimately decided to cut them and take away their scholarships on April the 4th after just three practices. She says, I met with my team, each student athlete, individually to discuss my plans moving forward with the Grambling State University volleyball program. My decision was to not to bring back some of the current student athletes on the team, Lucas said previously in a statement provided to the News Star. While student athletes are granted athletic scholarships, a scholarship is not guaranteed and not binding per NCAA rules and regulations. While she's received support from athletic directors Travion Scott and Gallup, the decision outraged the players who were cut and their parents. A petition started to not only have the players' scholarship reinstated and to remove Lucas, Scott and others from their position in the athletic department has received more than 2,500 signatures in about four weeks. So that there seems to be an ongoing situation, which is now look like it's going to end up leading to some legal ramifications. And you hate to see that because usually when you think Grambling, you think Eddie Robinson, the legendary coach, you think 
Doug Williams, the legendary quarterback, who was the first African-American quarterback to win the Super Bowl. So when you see things going on within the athletic department at Grambling, it tends to lead, it tends to lead a, have a, leave a sore spot or a black eye on a story program, even though they're known football-wise. And even the football program had to deal with some scrutiny with the hiring of an Art Browse as the offensive coordinator who later stepped down after four days on the job because of the scrutiny and the backlash regarding the hiring of him based on his past track record, which was mainly at Baylor, where basically it was lack of institutional control there, as well as multiple rape charges and cases brought up against the school. And it just seems as if no one, you know, really handled the situation correctly and how Grambling ended up hiring him when nobody else wanted to touch him. It, created a very bad windstorm or <laughs> whatever you want to call it. I mean, so the Grambling sports program has been in the news, but for all of the wrong reasons. So you hope they can get things together. Also, in other news, We're going to be looking at WNBA, NCAA women's. That's the Sun, Brittany Griner, Diamond Shields, Vivian Stringer. All that coming up right now as soon as we take care of some housekeeping chores, like we have some internal issues going on that is preventing some of my stuff from functioning as it should so I can get these reports to you, but just bear with me. We will get these reports to you in a timely fashion, hopefully without having to take a break. Uh, but we're going to pull up these stories here. Because there are some interesting stories to bring to you. and I'm the one to get them to you, so we're going to get that to you like ASAP. So, the Connecticut sun don't shine. BG wrongfully detained and other women's basketball happenings. Here's why the Connecticut sun dropped their opening game of the 2022 WNBA season to the New York Liberty. It was not a shining start to the Connecticut Suns 2022 season. Due to stretches of sloppy play, Connecticut fell to the New York Liberty 81-79 in a Commissioner's Cup contest on Saturday afternoon at Barclays Center. In the first quarter, the Suns looked like the squad we expected to see showing off some stifling defense, totaling five blocks and four steals as they limited the Liberty to 12 points 23.5% shooting. They used this defense to generate scoring opportunities with 12 of their 19 points coming via fast break. However, Connecticut allowed New York, specifically Sabrina Linescu, Linescu to get loose in the second quarter, surrendering 13 points to Linescu and 26 to New York. 
permitting the Liberty to get buckets prevented some from getting out on the fast break for easy points. And easy and easy points proved important for the Sun as they labored to generate good offense in the half court. Unsurprisingly, reigning MVP John Quayle Jones received much attention from the Liberty defense, which she and her teammates struggled to navigate. Passes to Jones too often tended to be off target, and when she got the ball, she was swarmed by multiple defenders. Jones was inefficient managing 15 points on 17 shot attempts. She made only two of her seven three-point attempts and got to the line for only one for only a single free throw. Without Jones providing the production expected, the Suns' half-court offense mostly stalled, making them dependent on transition offense. This meant the Sun needed their defense to be sharp in order to juice their offense. In the third quarter, Connecticut unleashed the disruptive defense Necessary with 10 steals and 6 blocks, led by Alyssa Thomas, who scored 14 of her 25 points in the period. The Sun had 9 points off turnover buck, off turnovers and 7 fast break buckets, contributing to their 29 points in the quarter. This total could have, should have, been higher, as the Sun also failed to take care of the ball, allowing the Liberty to turn them over 15 times and score 8 points off these giveaways. In the Sun season preview, it was suggested ball security could be a bellwether for the Sun. The combination of personnel and prior performance indicated that Connecticut would excel at taking the ball from the other teams, but also could be susceptible to too often giving it back. Their opening game exhibited this duality. Then, in a tightly contested fourth quarter, the Sun lacked the shot-making necessary to overcome the Liberty. That the Sun did not adequately execute when defending, the Liberty's five-out attack also did not help things. The eventual returns of Courtney Williams, who was serving the first game of a two-game suspension, and Dewana Bonner, who is still overseas, certainly will help the Sun. While both players are streaky shooters, they are half-court scoring threats whose presence can prevent teams from loading up on Jonquel Jones. On the other end, Bonner's length, in particular, should bolster Connecticut's perimeter defense. Yet, as this opening game made clear, the Sun must be sharper if they want to approach their championship ambitions. Brittany Griner wrongfully detained. During the opening weekend of the 2022 WNBA season, the WNBA and its players made sure to spotlight the absence of Brittany Griner as the Phoenix Mercury superstar remains detained in Russia. Last week, the Biden administration shifted their language when describing Griner's circumstances, declaring her to be wrongfully detained. Wrongful detainment means the U.S. government will begin to negotiate for her release instead of allowing her case to proceed through the Russian legal system. While all WNBA courts will feature a BG42 graphic in support of Griner, her Mercury teammates wore We Are BG42 warm-up shirts. After an, own, after an opening night victory, members of the Washington Mystics surrounded Natasha Cloud as she read a statement calling for justice for Griner. Brianna Stewart, among other NBA players, has used her social media platform to likewise 
call for action by the Biden administration. Yes, you've heard that sound clip. How about a diamond in the rough? From the outside, it appeared Diamond the Shields had a pair of disappointing seasons. After blossoming into an all-star in 2019, she seemed fated for superstardom. Instead, her subsequent two seasons featured uneven play and nagging injuries. During the, skies, during the Chicago Skies run to the 2021 WNBA Championship, the Shields presumed to be franchises, the franchise's future, Fulcrum played a relatively minor role, averaging 5.5 points in approximately 15 minutes per game. This offseason, the Sky did not retain the Shields as she signed with the Phoenix Mercury, yet there was more to the Shields' story. In an interview with Holly Rowe for ESPN's Outside the Lines, the Shields disclosed the severe health scare she faced ahead of the 2020 season. In January 2020, she had surgery to remove a tumor on her spinal cord. The surgery expected to take three hours lasted nine hours. The tumor eventually was removed, but not without repercussions, as the nerves on her spine were impacted, resulting in her suffering involuntary tremors and spasms. The rehabilitation process, which began with relearning to walk, was arduous. In retrospect, it seems nearly miraculous that the Shields would join her teammate in the 2020 wobble and that she then would start 22 of Chicago's 32 regular season games in 2021. Her story also is a reminder that, as observers and analysts of women's basketball, we often only see a slice of players' lives, while criticism is a part of the coverage of the sport, it should be done with a sense of grace and compassion. Moving right along, Coach Vivian Stringer, or C. Vivian Stringer, sails into the sunset. Another coaching legend, which I'm going to have to have that on as another show. After 50 seasons and 1,055 wins, C. Vivian Stringer announced her retirement from coaching, having led the Rutgers, having led the Rutgers since 1995. She began her head coaching career at Cheney State in 1971 before leaving to become coach at Iowa in 1983. Over the course of Stringer's coaching career, the sands of women's college basketball significantly shifted. Yet, as evidenced by her longevity, Stringer ably adapted. In the sport's early days, before the rise of Power 5 programs prevented smaller programs from attaining, from attaining sustainable national success, Stringer turned Cheney State into a team to be contended with taking the Wolves to the Final Four in 1982. From there, she began to build Iowa into one of the Big Ten's and nation's most elite programs, winning six Big Ten titles 
taking the Hawkeyes to the Final Four in 1993. That stringer, a black woman, lifted a stereotypically lily white Iowa to such heights testifies to her adaptability and versatility as a head coach. In leaving for Rutgers in 1995, Stringer again would exhibit these traits. At Rutgers, she would lead majority black teams to the pinnacle of the sport with Final Four bursts in 2000 and 2007. All the while, she gracefully dealt with racist and sexist attacks on her team. Stringer's legacy certainly will live on. A growing number of black women, in part due to Stringer's demonstrated success, are finally getting the opportunity to lead top programs. And how fitting that one of the greats of the games, Don Staley, pays a very riveting tribute to Coach C. Vivian Stringer. Over the course of Stringer's coaching career, the sands of that part we ever went through. Stringer's former players also are some of the most prominent players in the WNBA with Kalia Cooper. Benijah Laney, Erica Wheeler, Epiphany Prince, and Kaya Vaughn representing the current Stringer charges in the W.
And that was more on Coach Vivian Stringer on what she meant to her players beyond the basketball court. As you say, there are some doctors, some lawyers, some entrepreneurs. So Vivian Stringer, I have to ask this question, and it will probably be in my poll question. Or it will just simply be this question. Where does she rank among some of the all-time greats, whether it be men and women's coaches altogether, or where does she rank as far as women's coaches? As you can see, the her track record, Cheney State, Iowa, bringing that program to prominence. Uh, Rutgers, and of course, if you followed her when she was at Rutgers, yes, you knew the racism that she had to deal with. Uh, I forgot who that uh, radio personnel was, but he made some very disparaging remarks. And whoever's listening may know who the guy is. But uh, yes, she had to deal with it, but yet she handled it with grace and dignity. And as you can see, all the things that have been said about it is nothing but nice pleasantries. And you have to give, you know, as they say, hats off to her because as the game has changed, men and women, she's one of the ones that you did not hear anything about, you know, abusing players coming across as, you know, I can't handle her coaching style. She has adapted and has endured the test of times and the changing of the game. So, Coach Vivian Stringer, we say thank you for what you have meant to the game of women's college basketball. You have, you have made an impact at every stop that you have gone to, like I say, from Cheney State to Iowa, to Rutgers, and you did it for 50 years, and you did it well. Well, that is going to wrap up this edition of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. Once again, I can't say enough for my guest that was on, uh, Mr. Manning. We will have to hook back up again. And I will also be reaching out to some other guests in the days and weeks to come because this train is getting back on track and we will be picking up passengers in the form of people that I interview. So the A-Train Sports Talk podcast is coming back strong and stronger than ever. So hope you have enjoyed the ride. We are getting ready to bring this train into the station. So until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Be blessed. This is your host and conductor of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, Anthony Smith. I'm out of here.